I'm Rachel Perkins, and you're listening to the Nordic Nation podcast from Faster Skier. In this episode, we have Ben Ogden, Gus Schumacher, and JC Schoonmaker, members of the new generation of American men who have found success at the junior level internationally and are now transitioning onto the World Cup as athletes to follow. In this conversation, we explore this transition from a variety of angles, along with goal setting, team dynamics, and navigating the challenges of competing for very limited and selective Olympic spots without compromising the friendship and culture the team has developed. Before we jump in, this episode is brought to you by Concept2 and the Concept2 Skierg. Concept2 is the designer and manufacturer of the Skierg, a training tool for Nordic skiing and for general fitness. Located in north central Vermont, the Concept2 family rose in the summer and skis in the winter. The skier grew out of the time-tested design of the Concept2 rowing machine. As dedicated skiers, we know this much is true. It's not always easy to get out on snow in the winter, or out on roller skis for that matter, in the summer. The skier is a perfect dryland training option for skiers or anybody looking to improve their fitness. The second generation skier allows for single stick and double pulling. Take your skiing and upper body conditioning to the next level with a skierg. You can find more information about skiergs and their PM5 performance monitors at concept2.com. Yeah, so starting out, um, maybe just so that people can kind of get a sense of uh, who matches with what name, can you uh, take a second to just introduce yourself? Uh, maybe Ben, we'll start with you just because you're on the left. Sounds good, yeah. Hi, I'm Ben Ogden. Um, from Vermont, uh, ski for the UVM ski team. And, uh, I'm JC Schoonmaker. I'm from Tahoe City, California, and I ski for University of Anchorage ski team and uh, Sugar Bowl Ski Academy. And I'm Gus Schumacher, and I'm from Anchorage, Alaska, and I ski for Alaska Winter Stars. Um, and I'm hoping you can kind of paint the picture a little bit in terms of um, you're still in DeVos, and um, I think that's where you guys will be through Christmas. Um, and Gus, I, th- I think you spent the holidays away from home last year. Is that right? For Christmas? Yeah. Um, is this the first time for you, JC and Ben? I'm not remembering when you guys came over. Um, well, I think I'm actually going to head home after Dresden. But yeah, I haven't spent the holidays away um, from home. So that was kind of part of why I wanted to, to go home for Christmas and see my family and stuff. So okay. yeah, I won't I'll miss out on a Davos Christmas with the boys, but. And is that home to California or will you go back to Alaska or? Yeah. Home to California. We just got a pretty big storm. So hopefully there's some, some good skiing there when I get back. Yeah. Nice. How about you, Ben? Yeah, this will be my first Christmas away from home for sure. Um, I'll be here in Davos with Gus it's a uh, it's a pretty comfortable situation, so I'm not I'm not <laughs> too worried about it. But yeah, it'll be it'll be different to be away from uh, Vermont this time of year for sure. Yeah, and are you do you guys do like a Christmas dinner with the whole team, or is it kind of are you guys in little kind of pods or clusters, or what does that look like? Probably Pastor Jesse's family for Christmas dinner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've been seeing a lot of hard boiled eggs on Instagram. I don't know if that's on the menu. Yeah. Dinner. <laughs> yeah. I should be baking up a storm and we can make some hard boiled eggs. Yeah. There you go. Um, yeah. This whole team's not going to be here. So we'll, I mean, we'll mostly be with our group of people living together. And then, yeah, Jesse and Hunter and David, I think, are also here. Okay. So we'll, and, for you guys, is staying in Davos, is that partly an altitude decision or what are some of the other factors in terms of just like choosing that venue? Um, for me, definitely an altitude decision a little bit with like some end of the season races being at altitude. Um, but also it's like super convenient since we're already here. We know the skiing is really good, super pretty, nice place to be. Yeah, I agree with that. Cool. Um, awesome. Well, to start out kind of the just discussion. Um, I'm, I want to get into a little bit of kind of your backgrounds in terms of just like some of the transitions that you've made, um, from kind of junior to college racing or junior to senior level racing. Um, since you guys have, I guess, picked slightly different paths. Um, and maybe guess I'll, I'll start with you. So you, I, uh, you stayed with your junior coach, um, and, and the Alaska winter stars program and have kind of done, um, 
part-time college, I think is my understanding, right? Yeah, like taking classes. Yeah. But skiing for an NCAA school, yeah. Okay, and um, can you talk a little bit about just how you feel that balance has kind of served you in terms of as you're making this transition to onto the World Cup and, and racing at this level? Um, is that, in terms of that, that decision and that path, is that still feeling like the right choice and what what has been what have been some of the advantages of that for you in particular um yeah I think like having school is a nice like balance I guess to skiing for like obviously there's some times when it'd be nice to not have to do school but I think like in getting through those times uh makes me value skiing more like having something else that sort of takes away from it makes me want to put more into it uh, that's a little bit of a weird explanation, but I feel like you can get that. Um, yeah, I guess that that's probably how school has served me, but it's also like, and then how in terms of staying with my junior coach, that served me just like by giving me that stability and like sort of trust. Like it's, I guess maybe a little bit of like a manifestation of like trusting that process and continuing to do what I feel like I know works for me. Um, and you are working through an engineering degree, is that correct? Yeah, civil engineering. Oh, nice. Okay. And how far, what does that timeline look like for you? I'm like junior year-ish. I think I've probably got like two or three more years. Yeah, something like that. Okay. Um, ben, your sister obviously also made the decision to do NCAA skiing. Um, and did her experience at all affect your own decision, or or did you kind of know that NCAA skiing and just going kind of that full-time college route was something that you were interested in um yeah I definitely thought about it a bunch um I wasn't totally sold on the NCAA skiing like my senior year of high school but yeah Kevin having such a good experience with it at Dartmouth definitely um was like good for me to see um but then also, you know, like Gus talks about the stability thing and how it's nice to sort of like not change things up too much all at once. So like for me, going to UVM, it really, you know, wasn't that much out of my comfort zone. I mean, you know, it was, freshman year was a little bit of a transition, but I know I knew Patrick Weaver pretty well and I was really comfortable with him. So, um, yeah, going to college worked out, worked out well for me, for sure, or continues to work out. <laughs> yeah. And you're a senior this year? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. And is it still, are you, have you been able to maintain a, like a full course load or have you kind of scaled back this year? Yeah, no, I've been, I've been full credits all my semesters thus far. Um, this next semester will be probably the trickiest one yet, but I'm hoping to uh, get at least, you know, most, most of everything done so that I can graduate this spring and everything um so yeah keep keep pushing <laughs> yeah are you what it's your major uh i'm mechanical engineering okay so do you have a lot of lab kind of stuff coming up in the spring i was actually actually also mechanical at one point <laughs> yeah. yeah so i'm in the seed uh senior engineering whatever design program right now so i have that project which is tricky to be away from vermont for but like I knew this was going to happen at the beginning of the year. So I worked with the seed organizer and like with my client um, and like discussed the time or like the tricky winner. So I got a project that is like conducive to being on the road. Like it's mostly AutoCAD and stuff. So I think it will work out, but yeah, I mean, you know, I have an EE lab in the spring. That'll be tricky and uh, a handful of other things, but you know, I've done it, you know, four years in a row now. Maybe not with like as much missed school, but I think it's possible. So, nice. And JC, I feel like you had a little bit less stability in terms of a, a bigger, bigger change from, uh, in terms of location at least, uh, from from high school to college. And I would say, like from an outward perspective, I think you're you've been a little bit more of like an unknown. Like I think uh, just not as much on the radar at world juniors until like the last couple of seasons. And, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm kind of hoping you can speak to the, your choice in terms of going to UAA and, and moving to Alaska, but also kind of 
Um, if you can talk a little bit about just your development over the last couple of years and, and if there's anything, whether it's part of that transition or just like what has kind of helped you accelerate so quickly um, in, with your skiing. Yeah, definitely. I feel like for me, it was kind of coming out of high school, like college was really the, the thing that was on my mind. I didn't really like look into too many other options because I just knew that was something I wanted to do. And I ended up choosing UAA mostly because I just didn't uh, necessarily get a spot on some of the other teams. Like my top choice was UVM because um, I knew Ben was going. <laughs> I thought that was pretty fun. But um, I mean, UAA has worked out awesome. Um, Alaska is a great place to train. And it's definitely took some adjusting. Like, I feel like last year was maybe the first time it started to feel like an actual home to me. Like I started knowing my way around and just being more comfortable um, in a different place. And in the end, I feel like it's it's worked out great so far. Like um, racing on like the, the RMSA circuit and then training with Norwegians and a lot of guys that were older than me kind of helped with a lot of that development, I feel like. Um, and I just feel like I've learned a lot um going there and the balance with school has definitely been tough but so far it's worked out and COVID has actually kind of helped a little bit with online <laughs> classes and stuff so I, yeah. I think it's been a good good path for me at least are you also in engineering no I'm in natural sciences okay okay so, nice yeah yeah, I feel like one of the silver linings is I think the ability to offer good online classes and kind of collaborate online with professors and things like that is definitely a good thing that has come out of COVID. So hopefully that's benefiting yeah, you guys. Um, and have you guys all kind of known each other for a long time in terms of like just as your own group, like you've been seeing each other at junior nationals, but were you like friends in high school and kind of coming up or was there more of a competitive you know, feeling or, or how has this kind of transition happened in terms of just that dynamic um, from kind of going, going from maybe competing at very different regions uh, to being teammates? Um, well, me and JC were roommates at our first U16 camp. Yeah. So, and like Ben was there too. So we've known each other for a long time. I feel like we've always been yeah. pretty, like never really been like enemies. No. Yeah. I think we've, I would say we've always been like, I, we've always been good friends i mean you know our whole like year with uh the three of us and luke and uh you know a bunch of other guys we've always been really tight which has been a lot of fun yeah it makes this easy when it's like doesn't feel like the first time yeah mm -hmm. yeah it just feels like RG, or i guess not rg but u16 camp again yeah Chris and Matt definitely don't enjoy that. Part, <laughs> um, <laughs> getting into the NCAA experience a little bit more too. It, it seems like Ben and JC. Um, it, it seems like your your college experience and, and team have been pretty important to you. Like it seems like you've got a lot of pride in the teams that you're on. And um, I've I listened to some of the other interviews that you guys have done, and you've talked about kind of wanting to race at NCAA's this year. Um, you know, and uh, just how much you've, you've enjoyed that team experience. So can you talk a little bit about that in terms of just like the role being on an NCAA team and, and just that um, experience has played um, not necessarily like beyond your ski development, I guess, um, and, and just kind of just from the, the life experience and the um, that side of things, why that's felt like an important piece of it. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll start up for this one. Um, like JC said, with the Norwegians on the in the college circuit, um, I would just say that <clears throat> being like on, a, on the college team has sort of given me a lot of perspective on the whole thing. I'm just like skiing in general that I didn't necessarily have in high school. Um, you know, like on at UVM, we have, you know, there's me, like Waverly Gebhardt. We were both going to sort of junior worlds, kind of moving up through – but then you mixed in, you also had people like Anya Bizakova, who's a Russian. I don't know if she's 24 now. She's heat on the national team in, in Russia and then came over here. So, you know, like her experience and like her um, relationship with skiing is so different than mine and, and uh, a lot of ours that it, it's cool. It's a pretty unique group and uh, provides a lot of like sort of insight into like the what's really important. So... I don't know. I've loved it for sure. Um, and you know, like the Eastern college circuit is just 
the most fun you know everybody's like it's it's like a really laid back atmosphere people people are all really good friends and i don't know it's cool it's it's been important for me i think but uh yeah sure jc thinks about the same but yeah for me it's definitely the same like i just um skiing on that college circuit has been like some of the most fun i've had just because i mean all of my teammates are great friends and like a lot of us live together and like um, live with the Alpiners on our team too. So we're also really tight with them and it's just a great atmosphere, especially like on the race circuit and stuff like that. And I just remember when I went to my NCAAs, my freshman year, it was just such a fun time and I didn't do super well, but like <laughs> I kind of um, made a goal then to like try to do better NCAAs and hopefully go again. So it's definitely on my radar and with this being my senior year, um, I would definitely want to go again and like that's that's been a big goal of mine for sure um to do that and like hopefully help our help our team do do good too yeah me uh me as well i think that yeah i've received so much support from the uvm team over the years that i really want to represent for the last year and uh and yeah go out there and race although it might be a little tricky but <laughs> yeah see what happens um yeah um, over the last few years, as you guys have, as you guys have kind of um, taken some of these steps forward, how would you say your kind of training and overall like skiing life balance has changed? Um, and what have been some of maybe the, the, the primary focuses that you've had in terms of um, just whether that's like an increase in strength or training volume or or, or whatever? And um, yeah, just what are what have been some of the ways that you've kind of you in, in terms of skiing just taking that next um step forward Gus I don't know if you want to start with that yeah I can start uh I sort of have like just tried to increase kind of everything and like do everything better um but I have like a little more time than I used to not taking like a full course load and stuff um I like I've added more like PT and just kind of everything that to balance that more and that's been kind of nice to like be able to increase that focus on skiing a little bit because like it is like more my job now and I think it's fun to like embrace that and really like uh put everything I have into it and I think yeah it's rewarding when you do that and we talked a little bit about like nutrition this summer in terms of in the context of that super sapiens um, device that you were using is that has that still been kind of another focus of just like the nutrition side of things with your training or yeah I think that sort of represents like what I said and that like it takes more of my of all of my energy now like a, a higher percentage of the energy that I have so I'm like more conscious of like how I'm spending my energy on skiing and like doing it the best I can and feeling it as well as I can and just making sure like all my bases are covered so that every day is as high quality as possible and I can train as much as I possibly can. Yeah. JC, how about you? Yeah, I would say, I mean, just kind of focusing on better quality, like um, focusing on resting in between sessions and uh, nutrition has been big for me so that I'm able to just like jump from one interval session and then just be prepared for the next one if it's like a day later or two days later um and then on top of that just focusing on little details like attention to detail and uh, with the technique and <laughs> with like technique and um everything like that um to just get the the highest quality i can like out of each training session um and just yeah focusing on those small things that i definitely wasn't thinking so much about in high school per se yeah, for me, I mean, it's kind of the same, you know, I think I, I kind of tell myself every, every year, especially while I've been in college, I'll just like sort of shift that like balance a little bit more towards skiing, like what Gus says. So, you know, like this summer I trained a lot more or more than what I have in the past. And, you know, like I did every, um, uh, you know, I've tried to have every session be with a little bit more like intent than, uh, maybe what I would have in previous years or in high school, just because sometimes you just go through the motions and it's just <laughs> sort of like, uh, not really like purposeful. So I've been trying to, to do that. And, um, you know, yeah, like I said, like this fall, for instance, you know, I was trying to train a lot, so, you know, I didn't really do 
you know, of the like school training social triangle in <laughs> college. I think most of my friends would tell you that the social side took a pretty humongous hit in the last couple of years, which is fine. It's good actually. But um, yeah, so, you know, just sort of like easing into it. And then I think, yeah, one day next year, maybe I'll, you know, do, do a few more things like Gus says with the nutrition and be a little bit more pro and I don't know, you know. <laughs> yeah. Keep chipping away. Exactly. Um, what about this year on the World Cup versus last? So you guys were kind of spent different amounts of time over in racing over in Europe. Um, JC, I think you were maybe just there for or there for period one um, and then world champs and world juniors, but maybe back and forth a little bit or less of a continuous stay. Um, whereas Gus, I think you were there almost the whole season. Um, and Ben, I think you just came in kind of world champs and, and a couple of world cups maybe right after that or around that. Um, so in terms of like this year racing at that level versus last year, I'm curious if you can kind of speak to just, um, whether that's like a, a level of comfort or confidence in those, in that environment, um, or just what, what feels different this year versus last year. Um, <laughs> a little different this year because we're like everyone or for me anyway actually me and JC started off last year kind of like hanging out with Kevin a lot um, and but now like it's it, the whole like squad is here and, and Kevin has a girlfriend so, so, so we haven't seen <laughs> he's he's too cool. he's too cool for us that's probably the news that you should be reporting on yeah. <laughs> Chad, Chad Selma already uh, got the scoop on that one so uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah for me like i wasn't here much last year um but i did sort of get a taste for it at world champs and uh in i don't know what that was world cup finals and whatnot so you know last year like i kind of got yeah like i said a taste for it and then this year it's been like a pretty smooth transition and like gus says with like having all of us here you know it feels like it you know summer camp in 2016 every day you know it's just like so yeah. much fun so yeah it's not it has not been a tricky maneuver for me particularly although you know it's only been a month so we'll see <laughs> yeah and did you in terms of like in those races um like the, this past weekend you were in just like an incredibly stacked heat in your semi, um, which, I mean, I have no experience with this, but I would, I would find that intimidating, but, um, like, has that been a, a mental shift or has that taken some kind of like mental preparation in terms of just like knowing <laughs> some of the people you'd be lining up with and just like putting yourself in the headspace that you belong there and, and those kinds of factors? Yeah. I mean, that's definitely a, a tricky a tricky one mentally i think jc can certainly especially in the sprinting thing because you know if you'd like look to your left and those are the you know the most decorated athletes ever um but you know for me like i, I think it's still an ongoing process for sure i mean you know this weekend i chose quarterfinal five right i could have chose any of them but i chose quarterfinal five because it looked like the weakest and i had the most rest you know which like goes to show that my you know, perception of myself as a skier sort of like ends in the semifinals, if that makes any sense, you know, which I don't think is good at all. I think I can think of myself higher than that, but you know, it takes time. And like you say, sort of like preparing or like getting into that headspace and, and thinking of yourself as truly belonging um, amongst these skiers. Like, yeah, I think it's definitely an ongoing process for me, but with each race, I think it gets a little bit better or, you know, sometimes you get 67th and it gets a little bit worse. <laughs> um, no, but in general, yeah, I, I don't know. I think, yeah, after like that experience this weekend, you know, I'll be more likely to look at, you know, quarterfinals one and two with the, with the big boys and maybe try my hand in there. So yeah, it's, it, it, it'll, it's something that I think will come, but I wouldn't say it's there quite yet. <laughs> JC, do you have similar? Yeah. Yeah. Like to add on to that, it's kind of just like, in the same boat with each each race is just a new learning experience because we are still pretty young like relative to the rest of the field so it's kind of like you have to you have to pick your battles and like maybe you end up choosing quarterfinal five because you want to make it to that semi because a day where you you make it into the semifinal you're like doubling your race experience if in the past you've only only made it to the quarter and then you get bumped out there 
So, I mean, it's just kind of um, taking, taking it a step at a time and trying to gain confidence in each race and learn different lessons. Um, and yeah, I mean, these guys are pretty fast, so it can be intimidating at times, but it's also pretty fun, like challenging yourself and, and learning new things each weekend. Gus, having spent the most time on the World Cup last year, what are some of the differences you noticed this year in terms of just, yeah, how life on the road or if are, are there things that you feel like you have more dialed this time around than than last year? Yeah. I mean, it's a lot more relaxed COVID-wise, which I think is the biggest difference. And, like, just the fact that we can all three hang out without masks together is, like, this probably wouldn't happen last year. Like, yeah, we wouldn't yeah. – I mean, maybe we could have, but like we probably on the camera we would have had to put masks on for the image and like yeah um, that kind of Jesse coughs. God, you should have heard us after the race. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, that kind of thing is like so much nicer this year. And like, I think last year we it was sort of nice because we like had to put in a pretty Herculean effort to like have a team dynamic at all. Um, because then you think about it a lot, but this year like we're probably putting less effort in but are getting more return from like the team dynamic. And that's really nice. And being able to like ski with people from other countries and not worry about it um, has made it a lot more enjoyable so far. And I, I think it'll continue to be like that hopefully. And I think this year will be better and it'll probably even get better, especially as we get more comfortable with these places and, you know, know how to navigate Davos. Maybe we can use this public transport in the future yeah. so we can just like, have some freedom and yeah, it'll be, I think it'll get better and better as we go. Yeah. Um, it also seems like kind of a different ball game in terms of how tactical and aggressive racing on the world cup is versus, um, you know, just even kind of having watched the, the sprint final and the super tour this weekend versus like the final in Davos, um, and just how, very different those were and I think you know in fairness I think this weekend in the Super Tour was like an, a little bit of an anomaly in terms of just like how blown out the final was um but it just seems like we see so much more like body-to-body contact you're just like in really tight spaces um in pretty technical terrain sometimes um and I'm curious like how uh how that adjustment has been and and whether you guys have kind of done any like made any intentional efforts to kind of practice and develop those skills outside of actually just racing. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll start on that one. That's been one thing I've been thinking about, like, especially with this, my efforts being sort of focused in the sprints lately, it's definitely, you know, you have to, again, it comes down to the confidence, like what we were saying before, you know, you have to, you have to feel like you belong out here and even more so you have to feel like you belong in sort of like the next tier. Right. In the quarterfinal, you got to have some confidence and you can't be afraid to, like, you know, cut in front of someone, cut in front of, you know, Ustagov or someone like that <laughs> because uh, sometimes that's what you got to do. Um, so that's been something I've been thinking about a lot, trying to <clears throat> be a bit more, like, physical because, like, it's true. A lot of the sprinting I've done, you know, there's been, like, bit bigger spreads, you know, between the athletes, I would think. And it's, like, not – as important to like you know be right in the exact right place at the exact right time because realistically like you know who's whoever's gonna win can likely you know get there a number of different ways yeah whereas like you know for me this weekend i was never gonna get through the quarterfinal if i wasn't pretty much in the exact right place at the exact right time so not that what i did you know i don't know but yeah that's kind of like a bit a bit of a different excuse me a bit different over here (laughs) It's definitely different, and I feel like we're like what's been awesome this year so far, at least. And last year, we did a pretty good job of it too. Was like in our pre-race days, especially before the sprints. Like um, most of the guys will get together and we'll do speeds together on the important parts of the courses. Um, like in Davos, we did both the corners, and we were kind of mixing it up with each other. And then we're also doing um, before Davos, we did like a um, kind of tactics session in the hotel where we just watched some heats and kind of talked and. The girls were there too and like everyone was given their their input and um just kind of commenting on what they were seeing and where might be a good spot to be at a certain time in the race and um so it's definitely learning those sorts of things and practicing them as a group and just kind of getting input from everybody um has definitely helped with that i would say because it is definitely a different beast than jn's heats or super tour 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's almost like, it seems like in some of the other cases, it's almost like more of fitness, like who's the fastest and who's like the fittest. And then it seems like at this level, it's sort of, you have to be incredibly fast and incredibly fit, but it's also like whose tactics are the best and who can be really aggressive and, and have those lines in that exact right position and stuff like that. Um, are there people in terms of, as you've made some of these transitions or as you've kind of are trying to learn some of these, uh, some of these things, like are there people who have been um, helpful in terms of like who, who or what have been some of the factors that have kind of helped you make these transitions in, in ways that feel feel good in terms of like you're feeling confident, you feel like you've got the information you need, like you're supported. What do you, what do you think on that? I would say definitely Matt and Chris are both super helpful um, with like setting up that uh, tactic session we did the other day and Matt was pulling up the videos and um, he gives great uh, comments and advice like the night before a race and um, when I was in Lillehammer, Grover was in the starting pen with me um, before both my heats and he was giving me some awesome advice on like how the course was skiing, where it was a good spot to be, stuff like that. Um, so I, I feel like they've helped um, all of us a lot, definitely with that, just kind of helping us transition and feel a little bit more comfortable. Yeah. I think the girls too are a pretty important asset, uh, especially those ones that have been around for a while. Uh, they know, obviously know what they're doing and that girls racing is not that much different than guys racing. So hearing what they have to say is very valuable. Um, yeah. And sure. Gus, you worked quite a bit with Simi last year. It seemed like too. Um, were there other kind of members of the team <laughs> that have been kind of mentors for you or, um, yeah. Yeah. I feel like Jesse's been a big one too, like continuing into this year. Um, for all of us, I think she really like takes on that role with like pretty uh with a lot of energy and like seems to like it so i think we've been doing a good job at feeding that <laughs> a little bit but also like learning from each other and from kevin and logan i think everyone's pretty good at sharing what they have especially when prompted and i think we're pretty good about asking and not just like leaving that stuff in people's heads kind of yeah yeah, last year, it's interesting you bring up Simi, because I, I was sort of thinking this spring, it was cool. Last year we had, um, or I had uh, Andy Newell and uh, Vukati, or we all were there. Um, and he was sort of like giving us advice on sprinting there. And then we, I came to World Champs and Simi was sort of giving us advice there. And, and it, it was pretty cool because they've obviously, those two have seen a lot. You know, there's a picture downstairs of Simi and Newell in like 2000 and nine or something like that. <laughs> yeah so they've done a lot of racing and and uh yeah i thought that some of the advice from newell at uh junior worlds last year was really really good so he's he's definitely been helpful too for me mm -hmm. over the years it also turns out we're pretty good at talking about tactics and uh like skiing heats and stuff when we're supposed to be doing homework so yeah <laughs> <laughs> there you go <clears throat> priorities it's all good um and kind of thinking about some of the, the highs and lows, like I, I'd, I'd like to ask about kind of goal setting, um, both like short and long term. And um, like on Devin Kershaw's podcast, he, he, he's talked a lot about how like translating success at World Juniors and U23s is like not necessarily a linear process. Um, and inevitably, like when you're aiming for these incredibly ambitious goals, like there's going to be kind of highs and lows, like you're going to have good weekends, you're going to have horrible weekends. Like you might have good seasons and not as good seasons. Um, so uh, in terms of just, yeah, that handling the, the highs and lows of that, um, can you uh, speak to that in terms of just like, what are some, is that something that you're working on in terms of kind of like maintaining the headspace that you need to be in to really like push yourself and, and get yourself into those right positions? Um, or what has that just experience been like as you've kind of, I think there's a lot of focus on you guys um, and, and it, I can imagine how that would maybe factor in too, in terms of just like how you're managing this, this uh, transition and these world cup highs and lows. Yeah. We've actually kind of talked about this a lot recently because yeah. like we have had some really good results so far and we've also had some really bad results <laughs> um, for all of us. Like I think yeah, yeah. I'm not like, 
cutting myself out of it. I'm not cutting either of these two out of it. Yeah. Actually, you maybe haven't had that bad of a result. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think a lot of it is like, we know a lot of people are watching at home and we know what it's like to be watching from home and seeing what is supposedly like the nation's best, like not do as well as you'd expect or what they'd hope. And I think we have to remind each other that it's a long process and it's good to get those glimpses of good racing. But um, I think, yeah, you have to like trust that you were good as a junior and that doesn't like translate directly and quickly oftentimes, but like, as long as we keep working together, I think that'll come and we can like not think about so much what other people are thinking and like, that'll be helpful. Yeah. Um, even though that's a big part of it and we don't want to disappoint people. And like, I think that's for me anyway, that's a lot of it is like, I want people to look up to me and I want to, I want to be fast. <laughs> I want to be, yeah. I want to be like a role model, I guess. And it's hard when, the races aren't quite going your way, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Or, go ahead. One thing I would say in the goal setting department was like in previous years, when I've come over to these Europe things, my goals have always pretty much been for like just all the races, you know, I've never really like went gung ho for sprint or distance. And, but then this year, you know, after like world champs last year, all my goals and all my thoughts were centered around the sprint races and then i got over here and like after ruka i was like why am i so slow in the distance <laughs> races you know but i sort of realized that i hadn't really like set distance goals you know and I, like when i was out there racing i wasn't like fighting for something i was just sort of fighting for like the top of the next hill or like <laughs> the end of the race or i don't know you know so i i sort of like rethought a little bit and like now like I still want to, like, obviously want to be as fast as I can, distance, sprint, whatever, 50K, whatever, you know, cool to be, to be like a really properly well-rounded uh, skier, like sort of how the best in the world are. So, you know, that was kind of a reminder for me to, to like not be afraid to set goals and, and, uh, and everything. So, yeah. I also might add on, because I remembered a part of your question, like, um, the, like, feeling of like wanting to rationalize your results because it's hard to like be down on yourself every time and like I think Jesse does a good job of like I went really hard today I executed my plan I can be happy with it but it's also easy to be like oh I beat Emily Everson today so I can be a little happy with it even if, <laughs> even if he was maybe 60th like yeah. and I think we've been doing a good job though of like making sure like we can like discount those weekends but like keep our sights set at the top of the world like um we're not like we may like justify results because you have to otherwise you're just going to be like super sad all the time <laughs> um but you know we're not we're i don't think we're getting comfortable no yeah where we're at yeah, yeah exactly yeah. Yeah, and like not getting comfortable i feel like oh, just to add on is like maybe um a lot of it is just like um taking what you can learn from even a bad result because in then at the end of the day, a bad result still has a learning lesson and something that you can definitely work on and improve. And um, I feel like it's just kind of doing the best you can and working to, to just get better um, after each race, uh, even if it's a bad one. Yeah. Do you guys think about like your age in the context of that in terms of like just uh, building experience kind of, is that help a little bit in terms of like keeping that longer term focus? Like I'm sure, on some level there's also like urgency like you want to be there now but like is it a little bit easier to kind of like embrace that it's it has to inevitably be a little bit of a process to get there considering how early you are in your careers yeah, yeah. but then there's people like claybo yeah that yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not the best excuse or maybe not the excuse that we think it is but it does also take time. no i would say that i would say that there's always a, a balance like sometimes we'll get done with <coughs> a race and and you know you can always fall on the like or not always, but yeah, you definitely can like sort of be like, oh, we're learning, you know, we got plenty of years to get better and better. And uh, that's very true and like motivational for us, I think definitely. But like, you know, you got said, if you get too comfortable, you can always remember that Claybo is like three time Olympic champion and not our age. So yeah. Yeah. And like, if we want to be the youngest tour winners ever, we might not be able to do it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> 
but no, I, I think that, yeah, thinking about the fact that like, you know, there's, there's lots of training to come and, you know, like JC said, you can learn a lot from, a, from a being frustrated. So, you know, that's an important thing to remember, especially when, you know, yeah, you do get beat by a lot every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> Quick interruption to say thank you to Marty and Kathy Hall whose support through their A Hallmark of Excellence Award has made our World Cup coverage and this podcast possible this season. To learn more about supporting Faster Skier, email info at fasterskier.com. I want to ask a little more about team dynamic, which you guys have already kind of spoken to a bit, but, um, you know, there, there's been a lot made out of just like as the as the women's program was rising, it was sort of all about like the, the story was all about how like they're working together, they're supporting each other. It's like this really cohesive program. Um, and I think there's been a lot made. I don't know whether it's even fair or not, but like in contrast to like the men's program, there hasn't necessarily been that same cohesiveness. Like it's been a little more like pockets of very independent, pe- like just personalities and um a little bit less collaboration um and in this generate your generation um it just seems like there's there's a lot more of that in terms of um whether that's like in training itself like it does seem like you guys worked together a little bit this summer and had some training groups around you um but also just kind of that the the vibe that you guys have and like it's u16 camp all the time um <laughs> So uh, can you speak to that in terms of just, you know, one question I'm kind of curious about is like with, with Ben and and Gus, like it seems like you, some of your early success at the international level was the relay. And I'm kind of curious, like, does that having that, like that, that's a team event. Like, does that have anything to do with like your ability to kind of embrace like the um, importance and like the value that you can get from working together as a team? Or is that sort of just like something that, it's just your own, your own personalities and it's been kind of like an organic thing that like it, you haven't necessarily had to like buy into the concept of how collaborating and, and working together might help elevate all of you. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll say something that I meant to say during the college talk earlier too, but like college skiing kind of teaches or is like the bridge between individual sport and team sport, you know, like uh, in college, you're really, uh, you're, you're out there, you know, skiing for yourself, but every place is points for the weekend, for NCAAs, you know, the Alpiners want you to do well. So it really brings, you know, forces you to like kind of embrace the team, the team vibe and like try to elevate everybody. And I think that you see a lot of that here with our group, you know, not just because of the NCAA or because of skiing like that, but, you know, I think that we do have a good understanding of, of like how, you know, if, one of us does well or if, if we all do well you know no hang on if <laughs> i don't know what i'm trying to say if um we do all well as a team i lost my train you got it you got it you got it yeah but that doesn't really make sense <laughs> oh god I was, doing, I was going so good there yeah. but uh just delete that part <laughs> <laughs> oh but the relay thing too you know something yeah what about it <laughs> what about the relay thing? yeah you could delete that part or not but <laughs> keep it in. um yeah you guys oh thanks <laughs> i think it's both like um organic and for- not forced i guess whatever you word you used was good but basically yeah like i think we have a good uh chemistry going into it but we also like have a very good uh, team coach in Matt that has taught us that even if it's really good, you have to like work on it because there are times when it won't be as good. And if you don't have those skills to make a good team, the chemistry, when the chemistry is gone, you've got nothing. Um, and I think we've done a really good job at that. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I would say it's pretty, it's pretty natural though. You know, like there, there's a, there's some like forcing. Matt, Matt's on, pretty but... sneaky about. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the team sure, meetings but... and stuff he organizes and just stuff like that is kind of yeah. like. There's a re- there's a reason behind the stuff we do, but like I think. But in terms of like the fact that you know we hang out together and like we're all friends, it's not we're not forcing that. At least I hope yeah. not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think like it it helps that we get along so well and like we all positively want to see each other succeed. You know, mm-hmm. like it 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 yeah. And, and obviously the Olympic year brings some comp- 
complications with that too. But yeah, I think that I think that it works out. Well. I'd say we're yeah. better than the girls now. Yeah, well, I mean, we're <laughs> just not as worse as them. We're just not as good at posting on Instagram as them. Yeah, so yeah. you wouldn't know. Yeah, we're also not as fast. <laughs> <laughs> New York Times doesn't ask us about our teamwork. I will point that out. <laughs> not yet. Yeah. Here does like, yo, <laughs> what kind of teamwork was involved in, in packing all five of the top seventy? Seventy. Historic day. No, 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 no. We don't need to be self-deprecating. But uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we. I think we just have a lot of fun together, and that's kind of the basis of it. And we definitely all want to see each other succeed, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, it did seem like you guys had. I don't know if all of you ended up in Alaska at different points this summer, but it did seem like there were kind of some training groups happening there um, and kind of big, big collaborations. Um, are there kind of specific things you think training wise that you kind of get that you like value in each other as training partners? Like, you know, like I Gus does something really well and Ben, you're learning from it or JC. Um, like, are there aspects of that that you really value in each other also? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. For me, I mean, like training in Alaska this summer when I was there just for a couple of weeks, it's, <coughs> it's really good for me to be around guys like Gus who are really pro. You know, like Gus, Gus like was really careful with like nutrition and wearing his heart monitor all the time and you know <laughs> having a good plan. So for me, like as an athlete, it's really good to be around that. So uh, that was something I, I gained from being in Alaska, and I'll certainly be there or wherever these guys are again this summer to uh to try and get some more from that and you know i don't know yeah i haven't trained a whole lot with ben but from the camps i've done with gus and stuff like especially in park city and ben this year and on the world cup and stuff i i really appreciate he has like super good eye for technique and uh we'll do like technique review sessions and he always gives super good advice to everyone um, even if it's not like a video of me just learning how he kind of looks at it, analyzes it, and kind of like gives good suggestions. So, I mean, that's that's pretty awesome to definitely learn from. Yeah, and that's something I get from everyone, I feel like. I guess maybe just like if I think about it more, um, like watching other people ski. And like Luke is another one that is really into that, like the technical side of things. Just like bringing up things he sees and like, yeah, just talking about it, I think is helpful for all of us. And obviously, like, it's, I, especially now after getting my butt handed to me a little in, sprint, in sprints this year, I think I obviously before was, like, knew that these guys are crazy at speeds and, like, uh, having them around for speeds, I'll even, like, be more aware of that in the future and, like, how these guys ski. And some of it is, like, it, I, other stuff, like how they do in the gym. But I think, like, you know, jc is really good at like he said targeting those interval sessions and like making sure he's got full juice for really hard work and uh i think that shows in sprinting i think that's a, a thing to learn but it's fun like i i i could go on for a long time about like what i learned from people i think but a lot of it i like couldn't really explain because you just like around people and i think being around other people that are professional at what they do and like good at what they do even if you don't think you're professional, dude, yeah, you were, you're the U16 Ben saw you and you're like, who is this? I know, screwed. This <laughs> yeah, this screwed. Yeah. No, I think we all are good for each other. Um, in terms of outside of, of racing and training and just like the uh, kind of keeping the, the atmosphere light or, you know, having a good head, headspace. I know there was a lot of FIFA last year. Uh, is that something that's still happening in terms of like, what are some of the ways outside of like just disconnecting from the racing and maybe letting go of some of those frustrating days? Like what are some of the ways that you guys help each other in terms of, uh, yeah, just making it fun and, and helping keep perspective. Uh, well, FIFA hasn't really been going on this year, which I am not stoked about since I brought my Xbox <laughs> all the way over here, but it has been replaced by Game of Thrones, which has been pretty fun. Me, Gus, and Jesse have kind of been binging that. The um, boys have been watching in the office a little yeah, bit. Just like homework sessions where not much. Yeah. Really <laughs> like the homework is out. It's just yeah, kind of a fun little happens. Um, circle. Yeah, that's good. But we also seem to have a good, uh, at least me, good ability to like pretty much laugh at like literally everything yeah. all the time. So that's so <laughs> nice, you know, like, it, we laugh a little too much on some of those. Yeah. Ah, no, we don't. But it wasn't like 
like know, the bad days seven yeah. minutes after the bad races that yeah. we weren't like laughing about you know something stupid so yeah <laughs> and once ben starts laughing it's pretty infectious so. yeah yeah no it's been uh, it's been good but once finals are over at the end of this week we're definitely gonna have to get the xbox going yeah it's just like too dangerous if i leave with it. school still oh, he's, he's gonna bring it back. Well, i was gonna i'm gonna leave it yeah, anyway. i was okay. gonna talk to you about it yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> um in terms of uh, kind of going back to um, Ben, you, you mentioned just the Olympics and how few spots are available. Um, and I'm also kind of curious about just like looking at age-based criteria and stuff like that. There's kind of like a, a lot of factors that you guys have to think about um, in terms of just like the, the pressures to perform and to stay at a certain level. And um, I'm, I'm curious if you can speak to that a little bit in terms of like uh, – in the with the Olympics in particular, like that, I, I imagine that's a pretty big focus this year for everybody. And there's is it I think six spots currently for the men, and like I'm looking at three of you right now. That's you know three. It's uh, it's it's gonna be tight, right? Figuring out who's who's getting those spots, and um, so in terms of kind of like keeping keeping the the vibe chill and and those relationships strong, but still like kind of competing for really limited spots this year and uh not necessarily getting caught up when like you had a bad day and somebody else had a good day like is that um something that's been challenging and and just like adjusting to that pressure um yeah 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 absolutely it's been challenging i think like for sure it's I don't know if we really talked to well, I'm sure we've talked to all of us about this. And it's like kind of nice that we've been open about it, like recognizing that it's hard. And like when we were watching Ben race, I'm not, we probably haven't told you this descriptively, but like we're super psyched for him. But we're also like, damn, like he's doing so well. Like you wish you were there. Um, but like it's a, the same team dynamic where like we're very happy for him. And then we find ourselves like thinking about the Olympics and it's like, that's not helpful. And then that kind of goes away. But then we like talk about it. And I think that's, that's the biggest thing that's been keeping this a little more normal is like being able to talk about it with each other. Yeah, definitely. We've talked about it a lot and yeah, it's not, I mean, even though maybe it is, it doesn't doesn't feel like it's us versus us really Mm -hmm. to me. It was a lot like, it still feels like it's us versus, you know, Norway going one through six. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I don't know. Yeah. Maybe as we get closer, it'll be, different but yeah I, I don't think it's hasn't been too too bad yeah i think it's been all right. yeah but yeah no it is tight for sure and and uh you know the criteria is confusing and there's all there's like ifs and buts and you know all this stuff yeah, like, do you raise this do you raise that <laughs> yeah there's all these yeah. decisions and you know sometimes people are like confident and sometimes they're not and you know whatever but uh i think it's part of i mean jesse told me this morning that it's part of uh athletics and this is like it's moments like these that you learn the most as an athlete uh as far as like how you're going to be later in life and and the lessons you can take away from it so you know i don't know i guess i'm still waiting to learn all that but uh, (laughs) (laughs) no i don't know yeah i guess maybe that would be one thing I'm not good at like you gotta start finishing these statements before they're done. I'm not good at like ending on a concise like you know. You're not like like, just gotta end with a so yeah planning for the end. I need like a one liner, (laughs) (laughs) like a little (laughs) one liner, but yeah. (laughs) Catchphrase. Uh, Maybe that makes some sense, but maybe it just sounds like words. That makes sense. (laughs) I think it's good. Um, Last couple questions here for you. one of them being, um, you know, like we we hear a lot about this like American swagger that you guys have, and uh, <laughs> Matt Matt Wickham said that you guys are all characters from Ted Lasso, and uh, I'm I'm curious uh, if you could say like what your Ted Lasso character would be like. Like, is there a, a plot line around you, or and you can speak for each other if you want. Seems like I'm maybe the only one who's like actually seen all of it. Yeah, yeah, I haven't watched it. <laughs> well, Matt's Ted Lasso. That's the easy one. Oh yeah, that is the easy one. Yeah. I don't think we have like a Jamie Tart. <laughs> See the guy that got kicked off for being yeah, douchey. For being douchey. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then uh, Roy Kent. We don't have a Roy Kent. I don't think. Yeah, I don't know. But like, as far as like, it may be more general terms. Like, what 
you know, how we want to be in, as, like, on the World Cup, or I, I don't know, you know? I feel like we want to be the – we like being, you know, like, the guys that are, like, a little, like, kind of chill, you know? Yeah. Like, trying to – I don't know. The, uh, the other country people take themselves extremely seriously, which I think is cool. <laughs> don't get me wrong, but, like, you know. It's, yeah. kind of, it's kind of fun to like uh the nice thing is i don't think that's why they're good necessarily you know? no yeah i don't yeah, think, that's like, why I, they're think good. I feel like we're good at embracing um not having skiing as like our only thing like we talk about other stuff too and like i feel like we make a pretty good effort of just having other passions and yeah, at least on our like whole that. personality yeah, yeah and like just not being fully centered around skiing so um just whether that's like going out and just like i don't know i guess it's just kind of having a chill laid back i mean i think it's like while we're skiing we're like very centered on skiing yeah, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. but like when we're not we so like, like being present uh, yeah mm-hmm. kind of kind of forgot what the question was but yeah same um no i don't know I, yeah <laughs> it's, it's who you are from ted last <laughs> <laughs> that's how we're answering that i want to be the, the assistant guy nate yeah your beard yeah the quiet one yeah. the, the kid i don't know <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> on that, on that kind of note, in terms of like outside of skiing, things that you are interested in or passionate about that people might not know about you. Yeah. See, now she talked us into a corner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, we're so question. interested in everything else. Yeah. Wait, we, this, we mentioned the office. Family uh, guy. Family guy. No. Game, Game of Thrones. It's <laughs> like getting our personality from shows. Just shut Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. No, we have other stuff. Sledding. Um. Yeah, airplanes. Big letters. <laughs> Making fun of Logan for airplanes. Yeah. That's a big part of our personality. <laughs> what do you got, JC? Well, I mean, I guess school, school, like? school yeah. is like one of those things. It's not like a passion per se, but it's like definitely something that you think about a lot and like something that you do. Um, I mean, for some people, yeah. it's a passion, I guess. But, um, sledding. Yeah. No. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. There's 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 plenty of uh, yeah, plenty of things like school thing, the engineering thing for Gus and me for sure. Like you know, I want to be an engineer one day. I'm sure, Gus is in the same boat. It's mm-hmm. fun to think about that stuff. Like this this uh, fall, I was like sort of looking for jobs. You know, all my classmates are looking for jobs, so I sort of just like did that too. It was really fun because I got to sort of picture myself as like a professional or like professional like engineer. Just- you know. <laughs> Which um which was cool. Good way to sort of like put perspective on the whole ski thing too, you know? So I don't know. There's stuff like that. And I, I sometimes, you know, yeah. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, better yeah. Answer. yeah, I feel like just like having other parts of your identity is like what we're coming down to. Yeah, exactly. And like yeah. it's not necessarily like but what stuff are we talk about all day. Yeah, yeah, school. Yeah, yeah. Part. I take it back. Like Ben is definitely very passionate about engineering and stuff like that. Like, talking and it's about cool for him. us to like talk to him about it and learn what he's doing. And yeah. I like listening to him and Gus and like Scott talk about engineering because they yeah. have some crazy like conversations ben and, ben about Scott and Gus <laughs> <laughs> about chaos theory and stuff like that. So that's always fun. <laughs> yeah. Or like, I mean, like talking about what we do in the spring. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Like what what you do when you have like a little time away like just mountain biking or like mm-hmm. you know like last year i went on a road trip from vermont to california and back which was cool you know i don't know stuff like that you know mm-hmm. it's not it's skiing is a relatively consuming uh <laughs> yeah i mean we talk about skiing plenty yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it's know. a tough balance for sure but that was, we do good at it yeah i think we're um last question for you i is there a skier on the World Cup that you admire in terms of, like, does not matter gender, nationality, um, whether that's, like, because of their race, style, tactics, technique, vibe, anything? Um, who comes to mind? <laughs> We're kind of newly minted uh, Bolshinov super fans. <laughs> okay. We talked to him a little bit. He speaks a little bit of English. Um, he's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. See, see, no. he doesn't seem like he talks about chaos theory that much. No, yeah. it's, it probably wasn't really his vibe. But yeah. <laughs> I've also been, lately become a big Richard Richard Jew fan. <laughs> he uh, he's cool, and he can kind of stick it to the Norwegians and the Ruskies every once in a while, which is what you love to see. Feels, yeah, that feels good. So I don't know. He's he's a sprinter too. He's also like we saw him take his shirt off in the uh, 
complete zone the other day and my man is just straight ripped which is cool <laughs> also like we got like our girls are yeah true you can't look past true, that like, yeah our, our, the women's team is really easy to look up to yeah mm-hmm. awesome well, well mine's definitely bullshit also <laughs> 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 like, yeah. um well thank you for your time um are there any other things you guys had on your minds to talk about before we uh wrap it up I don't, know. I don't think so. I think good, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah thank you. No so, worries. For rambling answers. Yeah. No, this is great. Yeah. I feel like it. Uh, I kind of uh, wanted yeah. to bring you on together, partly because I feel like it. I, I don't know. Sometimes I think interviews can be a little like awkward, or like there's like a little. You know, it's, I think uh, when you guys are all comfortable together and and playing off each other, it's kind of fun. Um, just brings out a little more life and. Uh, more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Cool. Well, well yeah, of course. And uh, have a good rest of your time in Davos, and we'll uh, we'll be in touch. Sounds good. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thanks for listening, and thanks again to Concept Two and Marty and Kathy Hall with their A Hallmark of Excellence Award for supporting this podcast.